When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ding, ding. Here's Winfield fielding the punts. Spins off of a couple tacklers. He's still on his feet. Winfield still going. Down the sideline, getting a couple blocks across the 10-yard line. Antoine Winfield, what a take. Minnesota touchdown, 75 yards. Green again will keep it. Touchdown number two, Seth Green. Are you rowing the boat? Are you rowing? That New Mexico State team, they were feisty. Here's they the led it one time. You know what's funny? So, so <laughs> they did. They, had they a lead. did. 10-7. Yes. Mackie and Judd, Minnesota State Fair, our final day here. And uh, we found a straggler just wandering through the Superdog area. Some long-haired, some long-haired freak with a goatee. I mean, who is this guy? <laughs> Took him a half hour to put his bracelets on this morning. <laughs> It does take time. It takes time. It's not easy. It's get not easy being security me. too. Get those. Get those bracelets. Oh, you should see in the Hold airport. Your hands thank, up. thank God they think I'm Jesse the Body. Do, do you get that? Oh, absolutely. I, there's a whole area I go through where they say Governor this way, and I just walk along. And I'm like, thank you, brother. Let me tell you oh man, I'll tell you something right now. I gotta get on a plane. I feel like you just blended Jesse Ventura into like late '80s Hogan there. Yeah, uh, well, hey, that's my ability. I, I was I going bl- there too. I, I did. Bl- you know, the other day we had unusual activity in a stock, and uh, and I we talk about that all the time on CNBC. And I was, so I was doing this particular one, and it was WWE, which is interesting because we had never had that one ever hit our systems before. So I immediately started the segment on CNBC. I go, "That's right, brother. Take a look at this stock." Yes. <laughs> I went through a whole Hulk Hogan thing, and oh, yeah. Wait, was it unusually bad or good for No, it was unusually good. Vince McMahon, you guys have, I I know not everybody follows the mark the way I do, but if you take a look at what WWE stock has done in the last year, I think it looks just like Amazon. I mean, it literally, straight up. That's what I like to hear. It's unbelievable. I know, know, filled up. And I'm a fan with you, man. I watch that stuff. I mean, Monday Raw, I go through the whole week. It's great. But it didn't get off to a good start, right? No. No. It, it launched and was very slow and then just took off. Right, absolutely. And I think people, and, and, and Vince has created his own network, his own everything. I mean, it's all about, you know, it's it's sort of like Trump. Everybody's got their thing, and if they just build around that. Yeah. Well, you mentioned unusual <laughs> unusual activity in stocks. I would say we saw some unusual gopher stock on the oh, rise last night, baby. How great was that? All right, I know that it's New Mexico State. I'll say this, all right? And I'm, I'm definitely the gopher homer of this radio show. Yes, you are. It's very obvious. It's good, though. But, but I, the, the, and this is a super low bar for quarterback play, but I, I thought Zach Anikstad for a walk-on freshman, right. and it helps to have Tyler Johnson's an NFL wide receiver. Absolutely, he is. Yeah. Uh, Rodney Smith is going to play in the NFL. Yep. Am I being too much of a homer here? And I'm asking Pete because he's a homer, too. Am I, <laughs> I'll help you both out. Am I being too much I'll of a homer to say that? I like, know where Judd's going. <laughs> I'm kind of excited for this go for football season. I think you should be. I think you don't want to get overly excited, though. I mean, I think what we saw last night was an example. It was an example of, hey, Anikstead's actually real, and he's ready. I think he's he's game ready for the Big Ten. Now, does that mean he's one of the best in the Big Ten? Absolutely not. But I think he is game ready. I think the fact that he came in early has helped. I think he matured. His father played Big Ten football with me back in the day, Scott Anikstead. And so, um, you know, he's got his brother there. I think he feels comfortable. I think PJ has put his arms around him and let him know, hey, look, you're the guy. You're the guy who's going to lead this team this year. Now, I think they both have a realistic look if you went into the locker room to what the season's going to look like because there are some easier games early on, and I think it's going to pad some of the stats. But once we get into the Big Ten, I, I came home last night. I watched that Purdue game. 
Purdue's not a team that's going to walk in here and we're just going to walk over them. That's a really good football team, finally. they got a great coach and a lot of athletes. So I think the Big Ten's going to be a lot, a lot different than, obviously, New Mexico State, Fresno State. Fresno State's going to be tough next week. They won like 10-2 last Tedford's year. Tedford's a good right? coach. Yes, Tedford's the old Cal very, guy. Yes, yeah, he he's an Oregon guy, Cal guy. guy. Yep, yep, absolutely. Rogers coach. Yep. I hate models, but here's my 2018. I'm going to give you one. Mark Coyle, listen up. Turn the radio off. He got a game ball last night. <laughs> Did he really? Oh, we'll, we'll bring that up. For as, mu- for as much as I hate models, to to keep expectations in check, because because I do I do think that this is very much just a process. Slow the roll. So let's not get too excited. You got a freshman, a true freshman playing quarterback. Slow the roll. All right, slow the roll. Because you're still rowing, that means you're still rowing. Right. But don't, but don't row too quick because yeah. you're going to yeah. tire yourself you're gonna out. You're going to burn out. Yeah, yeah. this <laughs> is a distance run. <laughs> Amen, Pete and Jerry. Amen. So, so in the, in the post game, they showed a Big Ten Network showed like a five minute clip of the post game locker room. PJ Fleck addressing right. the team, and you know he's doing his rah rah thing at the start, and he's like, oh, we're going to give away some game balls, and he said the first game ball we're going to give away. And he looks out in the hallway, and he's like motions for someone to come in from the hallway, and it was Eric Kaler. He said, this man's retiring, and it was a tepid response because I don't think players in the athletic department right now are super thrilled with Eric Kaler, but whatever. Right. So he gives it to Eric Kaler. Uh, then he gave another one to an author. So one of his favorite authors was in the locker room, and he gave him a game ball. Then he gave one to Mark Coyle. And, so this is the best part. He then calls for a fourth game ball. And, and they show the equipment manager throwing the last ball and then gives, like, the cut it sign. Like, I don't have any more balls. <laughs> no more game balls. <laughs> and so he holds the ball in the air. And I do love this. This is kind of cool. This stuff goes viral. He holds the ball up and he goes, and the last game ball, and you think, oh, it's going to be Annex Dad or somebody, right. right? He goes, the last game ball, and he names off some obscure player that I've never heard of. He's on full scholarship, and then they all cheer. Oh, okay. and gave away a full scholarship on Big Ten Network. That's pretty cool. It is. That, that is pretty cool. PJ understands media. There's no doubt about it. And, yep. he, and I know you've not embraced it, and neither has Patrick. Does Patrick even call him PJ yet? Or he no? calls him Phil. No. He calls him Phil. No, <laughs> yeah. no, and I, no, no, Pete, what I, what I said is it might not be my cup of tea, but I think for, for the kids he's dealing with, it's really smart yeah. and necessary. Yeah. So. And the only the only thing that I want to see from him, and I think we're going to to see this eventually, but we certainly couldn't see it last year. Was I want to see when he starts to really coach football? Right. Like I think this offense, offensively, he's supposed to be very good. But with that collection he had in 2017, you didn't see it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not I'm not nearly as skeptical as Patrick because I think to be successful at a school like this in 2018 you need something yeah like you can't just come in and be tracy clays and saunter out in the field and be a really good dc right but that's all you got yeah yeah well i tell you what i think that the talent level the gophers have right now is good i don't think it's an, an elite state i don't think we're at, we're not ohio state we're not yeah. michigan we're we're not wisconsin even right now and i know wisconsin doesn't have that many superstars we know that but that's just who wisconsin's always been they're going to run the football. They got the big uglies up front, and it's not going to be pretty. But you know what? They got a lot of guys on defense who want to hit people. It's it's it almost the Wisconsin defense year in and year out reminds me of the '85 Bears. They just always find players at every single spot, and yeah. they always put guys in the NFL. And nobody really recognizes it. They got linebackers. They got D linemen. I mean, they they have players that nobody knows the names, but they end up on NFL rosters. It's yeah. it's amazing what Wisconsin's been able to do. What do you so when we look at the Badgers and what they've built for twenty years, and you could have the same conversation about Badgers basketball too, right? You sure. look over and you think, okay, what I understand Ohio State fertile fertile high school football ground in Ohio, right? And, and that makes sense. And you like Florida, Georgia, the SEC territory. California, the amount of high school players, you, you get yeah. why those programs are great. Yep. But then you look at the, the disparity between the Gophers and the Badgers in football. Let's stick to football on this. And it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense over the last 20 years. Yeah. What do you think a realistic long-term expectation is? I mean, should the Gophers be at least playing in the Big Ten championship game once every handful of years, even if they're getting beat by Ohio State? I feel like that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. I think that's the expectation we all should have. I, I, I honestly believe, and I, I think you guys do too, Last night I went to a high school football game as well. I went to Totino Grace against Creighton Durham Hall. Wow. Great game. Yeah, uh, there's, there's talent on the field. Absolutely. It was a great game. Was there a private gate around the stadium like <laughs> just to get in? Or? <laughs> they had a great crowd, and, and, and Creighton was well represented. It was at Totino uh, out in Fridley. 
What a game. And and the talent. But what I guess the point is, Minnesota has a talent level better than people expect and better than people think. And it's, you know, it sounds so cliche, but if you can keep some of those great players somewhere in the state of Minnesota and, and, and actually maybe maybe once in a while there's the reach for the kid who's going to be the next Carson Wentz who's going to go to North, North Dakota State just because he didn't do everything he was going to do in high school. And I think P.J. recognizes that. Yep. He's got to get yeah. the talent that's within. That's what Wisconsin does. Wisconsin will find that kid that nobody in the rest of the country is recruiting, but he's there in the middle of Wisconsin from some city that no one's ever heard of, but he has that ability to maybe be the guy who's going to be the next whatever you want to say in terms of talent. To Phil's point, too, now it's 30 years. Yeah. Wisconsin, the Gophers true. and the You're Badgers right. in 19... I, I went to that, I think it was that godforsaken game at Camp Randall raining in 1989 and no one was there. And both <laughs> programs were complete dumpster fires. And and Alvarez came in around 91, 92, yep. and it all changed. Um, but I, I think the key with the Badgers, and I think what Fleck or somebody eventually needs to do here is make the commitment to have an identity that's consistent. Right, Pete? Right. Because Wisconsin... You, you You're know right. who they are. <laughs> and, and, and and when Anderson, when, when they hired him a few years back, and he was there for about two years, it was a, a disaster. Right. Because he came in and he's like, I'm going to bring the West Coast mentality here, and our, our and we're not going to lift weights as much. We're going to be sleek and fast. And Alvarez and the Badger people are like, oh, no, we're not. No, we eat meat, no, we're, we eat meat and potatoes. <laughs> yeah, we're, okay, we, we're, we're big, right. and that's what we are. Yeah. So I think, and this is something that Gopher football has not had for years, I think what you need is a consistent identity to yeah. sell to kids of this is who we are and this is why you fit into our system. I totally agree. I, I, we don't have an identity yet. And, PJ, this is only year two, right? so we don't want to get too much on, on PJ, but what will our identity be? And I, and I think, as I watch it, and I did games when he was at Western Michigan, I think the identity is he runs a pro-style offense. It's not that Wisconsin kind of just thud and just get up front and get in your face. He runs an offense that's going to be a little bit unique, but they're not, they're not the run and shoot. They're not the gun. They're not any of that stuff. They're somewhere in between. They're a pro-style offense. And I think that we've got the kind of players on our roster and Minnesota players that actually fit that very well. The problem is we can't have guys going to Alabama like we've had going Arkansas, Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa, Nebraska. Somehow we've got to keep those guys here because those guys are stars even at the the big schools that they've gone to. How about Notre Dame? Yeah. How many guys have we sent to Notre Dame from the state of Minnesota? Like, yeah. Including the kid from Edina, and I'm not even going to say his last name. I play with his father. But I'm embarrassed that that kid's not a golden gopher. Yeah. It makes me angry. Yeah. Why on God's green earth does that kid not go to the University of Minnesota? There's no reason for it. And That's not, a mistake on his part. I agree, and I'm not even ripping the kid because the program sort of has been what it's been, and it's yeah. up to now it's up to P.J. Fleck yeah. to make it different, right? Yeah. In five years, it should be more of a no-brainer to just go to the U of right. M. But right. over the last ten years, and Jerry Kill did a good job too, but if I have a chance to, to play for a top-ten ranked team, and I'm, I'm also biased. I'm a huge Notre Dame fan, too, sure. so I'm, I'm biased. Now I don't blame but, you. Yeah. I got recruited by them. Yeah. Hey, there's an allure there, man. Well, I mean, did Lou Holtz recruit you? No, I played or, for Lou at the University of Minnesota. I got right, uh, I got right. recruited Jerry by Faust? the old Jerry Faust, Jerry yeah, Faust who was not. a great recruiter, by the way. Was he? Oh, man. Interesting. He gave my mother. He came in with two dozen roses on, on, on Valentine's Day just before the signing <laughs> That's the a violation right date. there, Pete. <laughs> Notre Dame's going to be in trouble now. That's I'm going to put there. those guys on probation. No, but he was great. He got into your home, and you wanted to play for him he didn't have a success he went from high school we've seen other guys do it though down at auburn obviously they've proven it out you can come from high school and have success but he was an early experiment that just didn't work and it was too bad because he was a great guy yeah hey thanks for coming up i really awesome. appreciate it guys fun, sorry Good to see you, Pete. <laughs> i didn't mean to jump in on your <laughs> no are you kidding we love it <laughs> great to Dang see you guys yo. appreciate you it you ruined the show pete come on now. <laughs> sorry yeah, about that pete and jerry we'll be back mackie yeah. and judd live from the minnesota state fair more Mackie and Judd coming up next. Oh, that's just what they'll be expecting us to do. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. You're about to make a whole lot of people around here real happy. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios on 1500 ESPN. Harris leaves it. Connects. Johnson has a wide open lane for the touchdown. Really proud of our players tonight all around. Offense, defense, special teams. I think we ended up playing 24 freshmen as well. I thought we accomplished everything we wanted to accomplish if the situation turned out to be what it was and the score turned out to be what it was. We got a lot of players playing time to get their first opportunity to play. We're able to pull some other our starters but still get a lot of time and a lot of plays. 
We got to play both quarterbacks. Um, I went back in a chart that I wanted to do, and if this could happen, I wanted to do it, and we almost checked every single box. P.J. Fleck last night. Jub was at TCF Bank Stadium. Intern Max was at TCF Bank Stadium for Minnesota Daily. Uh, email from Matt. That's the best a Gophers quarterback has looked in 20 years. I know it was New Mexico State, but he looked like a quarterback. And I'm shamefully going to agree with with Zach Anikstad's first game as a Gopher. Um, I know it was New Mexico State, but he just looked like a quarterback. I don't know how else to explain it. Mitch Leidner looked skittish, and he looked like a fullback trying to play quarterback. And um, That's what he was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Marquise Gray literally played fullback in the yeah. NFL. They had a fullback playing no, Actually, eight years the, ago now, quarterback. The quarterback uh, that, that they played last night who looked the closest to uh, Mitch from back in the day was Seth Green in Wildcat, who ran for two touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no, this kid looks like... The the one thing I didn't, I don't quite, uh, I couldn't quite assess yet was there were passes that looked really, really crisp and nice, and there were out routes a couple times where I don't know if he didn't get his legs into the throw, but the ball wobbled to a certain degree, and I don't know if arm strength is an issue here or that just can be fixed by mechanics, but here's the, here's the thing that we far too often have not seen from Gopher quarterbacks in recent history. The ball went where he wanted it to, and the receivers did too. Timing so like, right. But yeah, I mean, they didn't like have basic to. Things. Skagas and I ta- talked about this at halftime. They didn't have to bend down to catch passes at their ankles. They didn't have to jump because it was sailing into the third row. Yeah. So as far as starts go, there's a long way to go here. But yes, he looked like a guy who actually dropped back to pass and had a very good idea when he threw the ball of where where it was going to go exactly, as opposed to oh my god, it just went ten rows. Deep. Yeah, and and inter max, uh, you you cover goal for football yeah. for the Minnesota Daily. What did uh, I don't know? I know I'm just being a shameless, unabashed homer right now, and I know that I have my quarter go for quarterback beer goggles on, and I'm not saying oh my god, Zach Anikstad's going to be a four year starter, and it was just pleasantly surprising it, to see good timing, and even if it was against. One of the worst. You know, Man, Manny yesterday on the show was like, I just want to see a passing game. Yes. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. He was like, we haven't seen a passing game from the Gophers. And really, well, Mitch was there for four years. And last year, there was no passing game. Adam Weber is. You haven't seen a passing game since then. So, I mean, with this with this kid, I mean, he, like Judd said, he, he's accurate. He looked like he could actually play the quarterback position where you actually throw the ball. And, and you make plays through the air. And it helps that you have, I mean... It looked to me like they have three studs at wide receiver outside. They got Tyler Johnson, that Rashad Bateman, and then they had a freshman, Chris. I uh, can't remember his last name, but he was. Yeah. He, I mean, they got some guys on the outside too, where they can make plays and through the air. It, it could it could finally yeah. work. Tyler Johnson's going to play in the NFL. Yeah. he will get drafted He's, and play in the he NFL. He was a beast. My my biggest thing too is not not just the quarterback play, which obviously is incredibly important, but it's also this. The difference between – so Fleck got here, and he's a really good salesman, and kids like that, and that's that's great. That gets kids interested. But then the question becomes, at what point can you start to prove that you can coach football? Because that was the problem with Brewster. He had an act, mm-hmm. but he he could not coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when Fleck got here from Western, what was the one thing that we kept being told by people that knew football? This guy offensively is a really good yeah. mind. You know, so, you know uh, undefeated right. in the regular season, even in the MAC, you don't you don't just go undefeated and not know what you're doing to some extent. And so, and so, with a competent quarterback and the ability to throw the ball, my next step of of curiosity that's going to be the potential lasting factor is how good of offensive coach are you? Because that that's what's going to ultimately if you can go into kids' homes and say I've got a really good shtick but I'm a hell of a coach, and here's why. And you can put on film and show kids. That's going to be the, the most important thing. So what I really want to see over the next couple of years now is for him to have the personnel in place mm-hmm. to actually be able to coach up that offense. And now you say, oh, wait, wait, this guy can coach. Yeah, and I even – I know that you just, the word shtick, I know you're just it was just a word that you threw out. And I, I just – whenever I hear that type of – attitude toward Fleck. So he's quirky and he uses acronyms, all right? And it's his way of it's his way of trying to create a vernacular that sticks in the heads of 18 to 22-year-old kids. I mean, it's more it's more uh, I don't know, it's more of like a, an internal communication strategy and a marketing strategy than than shtick. But at the core of what he does, and yes, it's a little goofy to some people, it's unorthodox to some people. To some by the way, it's not because 
it's just a way to communicate with, let's say, either millennials or whatever the next generation is. I look at him and I see he's trying to make young guys' lives better. He's trying to instill work ethic. Like, he's doing things that aren't uncommon among sports coaches. He's just packaging it differently. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a rambling way to explain it, I guess. He's, he's a great leader to this point in his young coaching career. He gets, he gets players to buy in. He generates excitement among players, coaches, and fans. And he just does it in a way that's differently packaged. But, and, I, and, I'm, and I like it. But ultimately, the most important thing co- comes back to, can you really coach? Yep. And if you can, he, he's got a house that to an 18-year-old kid looks gorgeous, right? It's painted. It looks fantastic. But the question is, now inside that, that house, is it going to stand up? What's it like? And so if now we find out that he can sell kids... But most importantly, kids say, "Oh my gosh, you're a really good coach. Like you can coach offense. Yeah. Like you can. You're you're not going to make mistakes that we have certainly seen before. That becomes the most imperative thing because now now the buy-in goes from I like your sales pitch to I want to just flat out play for you because on Saturdays you know exactly what you're doing. Max, now that we're now that we're starting season two of PJ Fleck, from what you can tell among kids on campus yeah. and potential Gopher student fans, the younger fans. What's the general consensus? What are people saying about it? People are excited. They're they're absolutely excited about a guy who brings in, I mean, a ton of energy to a program that, quite frankly, has never had energy behind it. And we're in a market where I think a guy like him is perfect because you need to make yourself unique in a market where you've got the Vikings twins. You know, we got all the pro sports here, and definitely Vikings dominated. You need to be unique to draw – to draw to your program, and I and I know college kids on campus. A lot of them love PJ just because of that, and you know, he, people are like, "Oh, we want to run through fire for PJ Fleck," you know. And, <laughs> and that's the kind that of might stuff. Be a bad idea, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. I mean, let me just run. I'd warn him. I'd warn him against that. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> I, it's a, it's a it's a unique thing that he has, and I think that's something that Gopher football needs because. It needs to distinguish itself from yeah. other all these pro uh, pro sports. Yeah. I, I will say on the flip side of this, the crappy team they demolished last night. Who yeah. they, a team that got beat by what three or four touchdowns by Wyoming the week before felt bad for their quarterback. Oh because, god, their wide receivers. Yeah, are so oh my bad. god, the quarterback's good. Yeah, I actually thought He's a bad player. I th- actually thought he played decently well, but his wide receivers gave him no help. It was like every time in the, there was five of these in the first half when the game was still kind of close and. And he dropped back to pass, and it's third and five, and some dude would be running over the middle, and he might as well have had his hands tied behind his back. <laughs> yeah. The ball would just bounce off the chest. Well, he he had, I, I think both those picks, right, were tipped? Yeah. Were tipped. And, and it's not like, in both cases, it was like a volleyball tip. It's like, here you go. <laughs> it's like Matt Romero must be like, what the hell did I do to deserve this yeah, bunch yeah. of just yeah. dregs? Of did, wide uh, receivers. Did you guys? You, so you guys were watching from the press box. I don't know. I mean, you have screens and stuff, but there was at one point the Big Ten Network cameras picked up New Mexico State coach absolutely berating one of the officials on the sidelines. Uh huh. And 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 he was like, you could read his lips. He, he called the official a pos, a piece of bleep. Like he's just in the guy's face, calling him a pos, like a drill sergeant would be. And my question to you is, why in other sports, if you're if you if you're Steve Kerr and you walk up to an NBA ref, or if you're Richard Pitino and you walk up to a college ref, and in your face you point at them and call them that, yep. or in baseball if you walk out to the home plate umpire and call him that, like it's instant injection. Yeah. Why in college and pro football can you pretty much say and do whatever you want to an official as a coach and you never get ejected? Mike Zimmer, weird? Mike Zimmer, when when there is a, a discussion of officials going on if it's close enough we'll walk out on the field and like involve himself too like can you imagine in baseball coming out of the dugout and being like hey hey guys i'd like to be involved no you guys are idiots i i don't know football's really weird that the clip that they played from when uh zimmer i think it was his first year at tcf bank stadium when the vikings were playing the rams in in the game that teddy got hurt in and they played that clip in which zimmer is yelling Inaudibly, for the most part, except for F bonds. I think he, I think he bleep you'd one of the officials. Yeah, directly, but, but anyway, yeah. nothing happened. Right. Like they didn't throw a flag, they didn't eject him. I have no idea. Officials just put up with this, and I have no clue why somebody hasn't come along and been like, you know, this is a really bad idea. Well, I, I don't want them to get ejected because I think it's hilarious. I think, but you, I, but I, you I'm get not a saying, penalty. 
Unsportsmanlike gets out right. there. You I'm can not, do it. I'm not saying they should be ejected because what I'm just I'm just posing the question. But you, like in football, if I if I mildly taunt my opponent, if I let's say I signal first down and stare my, you know, let's say there's a defensive back on the ground and I sort of like put a leg on, you know, I'm crawling over him and I signal first down penalty, right? But I can berate an official yeah. and up expletives and call him a. POS like this New Mexico State guy did, and nothing. But happens. like, why? why it's, it's amazing. Why don't they throw a flag? I don't. Know. Like that's. I mean, I'm you not have to sit there and take it. I I'm guess. not e- even saying that an ejection is is warranted. But you could throw a 15 yard unsportsman like flag immediately. <laughs> so what is a unsportsman like then from a coach? You know, you got to ask you something. Well, we've like, seen it. I mean, oh, they, no, we've they've seen done it. it. But I think you like almost have a loaded gun. Oh, yeah, like 15 how yards. far does it have to go? <laughs> I think it has to go far enough where you actually touch the official. Because I've seen oh, flags thrown yeah. then, and and guys get fined. But it is bizarre. Football is such a weird sport, though, because <laughs> when when you get those those mic'd up sidelines, you realize the amount of just chaos going on. Yeah. It's complete chaos. Football is the one sport where they're like, "There's chaos. That's fine." Uh, I, I got a question for you guys here, a trivia question. How many bowl games has New Mexico State been to in the last 58 years? Since 1960, how many bowl games has New Mexico State been to? Two. I'm going to go four. Lower. One. One? One? <laughs> wow. One. I'll, I'll, all right, I'll pump the brakes on my go for enthusiasm. They played, and it was last year, right? It was the, uh, yeah, it was it was last the year. Arizona Bowl, and they beat Utah State 26-20. Right, and that doesn't count. Well, the, Utah State is a the, listen. That's Arizona, a program on the, the Arizona Bowl does not count. <laughs> it is. Uh, I I don't. But here's see. I think that there there is a happy medium here regarding enthusiasm about the Gophers. I don't think they're going to be good, but as we discussed yesterday, I think the goal is: can you see progress? Really? I mean, they're playing. What what did Flex say last night? Twenty eight freshmen or something like that. A true freshman quarterback. So this is not a kid with a red shirt. There's 24 freshmen saw the field last night. Okay. Yeah. So so a true freshman quarterback. So I really, as much as pe- people hate this, and listen, I'm frustrated. I would love to see this program be, be good. It, it would be a ton of fun to see that. But it's going to have to be. It, it's going to have to be. Come down to do you see progress? Yeah. So of the 24 freshmen who played last night. Maybe this is a question for Max, because some of it was garbage time. Do we know how many of those played in the first half or started? I'd have to go look at the roster yeah, I'd, again. I'd have to go look it up again. But but a lot. But the, to play 24 freshmen in a game is a, lot. a testament to what they're going to try to do and why patience is probably going to be. They're the sixth. Important. I saw last night they're the sixth youngest team in college football. They have, like, they have like what, 70, I think it's either like 71% of their team is That's under, what Flex under, underclassmen. Yep. So, yeah. Interesting. I mean... Yeah. So there it is. But a, but a quarterback who knows where the ball is going and will probably never work for Bite Squad. Watch them <laughs> Watch them get beat by three touchdowns against Fresno State and Annex Dad throws seven interceptions. Hey, might happen. <laughs> uh, Mackie and Judd, we're hanging out here. We got intern Max out with us pounding Sweet Martha's cookies. We got James back in studio. Matthew Collar will join later on in the show. Manny Hill is going to hang out. It's the Mackie and Judd Ensemble these days. I know, I know we, we, some people were asking. We can clarify, too, kind of uh, what's going on with our show. We, we'll have some things to announce on Tuesday next week about not only Mackie and Judd, but also 1500 ESPN. So uh, maybe we can touch on a little of this without unveiling full details before Ooh. the end of the hour. Just to explain, because people are asking, why aren't yeah. you guys ever doing a show together for four hours a day? It's like, okay. They miss you. Or they're... Or they just love you. Or they you. just love me, and they want more Judd. Are you four you hours of Judd? Back? That's not it. That's <laughs> no, not it. no. Four, what, James? You don't think four hours of Judd's a good a good idea? I don't know. I mean, it sounds really good to me. Twenty four hours of Judd for charity, oh. maybe. Write that down. Predictions at the top of the hour. Mackie and Judd live from the Minnesota State Fair. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Oakley Oakley. On fifteen hundred ESPN. Phil Mackie, Judd Zolgad. That's the worst idea you've ever had. You've had some bad ideas. That's the worst one. <laughs> Mackie and Judd on fifteen hundred ESPN. Mackie and Judd live at the Minnesota State Fair. Later on, as always, Garage Logic, Sports Talk, and the Ride with Royce on stage here. And just to remind people, if there are. GL loyalists who listen to us, you can find Garage Logic exclusively via podcast 
starting on September 10th. GarageLogic.com is the bu- uh, the best place to go. Right now, GarageLogic.com is redirecting to the GarageLogic show page, which you can also find. But if you already subscribe to the GarageLogic on-demand feed, it's the same feed. You don't have to do anything differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, starting sometime, I believe, next week, GarageLogic.com will be its own standalone, multi-purpose website. All right. So I, people, I, there was a couple of tweets last night, people wondering, why are you and Judd not doing, well, Judd's doing four hours every day here, but why are you guys not? Uh, so Why I, are you not doing complete games? That's right. what people want to know. Why am I Kevin Slowey four Jack, and two-thirds? Jack Morris called me. Bly Levin ripped you publicly. That's fine. Because right now. I'm Josh Hader, okay? Right now. I come in and throw gas for no, like No, you're an innings. opener right now. You're Kevin Correa. You're a Ray. <laughs> wow. Oh, Murph. Murph coming up the top that rope was when you're in the shot. studio. I, 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 I was going to say he's 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 Wait, an opener right now. That's what he is. At least I'm a made man. He made $10 million for two years yeah, of that slot with the Twins, right? Kevin Correa has made about $20 million. Back to you, Pelf. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean the simple, like, we're going to have more to announce about our show next Tuesday and a few things to announce about 1500 ESPN, but I am doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work. I'm the acting program director, which is a horrible idea, putting me in charge of anything technical and radio-related. Like, our engineer Paul is laughing at me right now. So, I don't know, there's just a lot of, a lot of stuff to be done and planned behind the scenes, and I do miss hanging out for four hours, but that's the explanation of why our show has been... A lot more sporadic in terms of who's been on with Judd and, and, and on. I think it's been kind of fun though to yeah, get Manny it, in the mix. We and, call it fluid. Sure, it's been a fluid show. Collar's been on. The Manny's show been quite a bit. yes. Doogie yesterday. See, I How said was Doogie yesterday. He was great. I was hoping that he would that his day would match with the Scott Layden interview, but we missed it by a day. Uh yeah. And Scott's a nice guy, but he didn't say very much. Uh, shockingly, I know. Uh, no, Doog- I heard someone told me that you guys like you guys were asking like questions about Carl Anthony Towns and contract. Yeah. Or, or player movement, and he would just redirect back to his talking points? Well, the, the biggest one was, so that didn't surprise me. The biggest one where he redirected and actually caught me by surprise. My last question, I think, was about about his, he's been an executive assistant coach type in this league since the early 80s in Utah. So, I mean, that's a huge time period, and things have changed. Yeah. So my, I asked a very generic question of, what is it like now to try and sign players when when so many of their friends on other teams recruit them, yeah. so you know because it didn't used to be it didn't used to be in 1983 a guy was like I'm going to go play for the Lakers with my buddy Magic Johnson who just called me up and uh, he started talking about the draft. <laughs> he started talking What's about the point then he started talking why, about the why, draft. Why even do the interview? And so I was like, and I you know I'm not going to be rude and stop him, but it was just but I thought I thought it could be a good answer because it was it was sort of a generic question about just the evolution of the NBA as yeah. a business. And so that was uh that was uh not the greatest. But anyway, Dukes was great God. and we actually did I found the formula, the Doogie formula. I found it. 10 of, of life or 10 of to 10:30 scoopage. Yeah, he needs <laughs> and, two segments. And sure. eventually and and he he hit on like three great things. And so it became I'd stop him. We talked Buxton. And and so I stopped him. And we talked about it. Are they really not going to call Buxton up here? I, I guess tomorrow would be the first day of September call-ups. Uh, yes, it would be. I did some insighting this week and was told that is a, it's still a genuine question. That's not, this is not an act yeah. of some sort. So take so that for what it's worth. That's just a quick note on that yeah. and back to the Doogie thing. Um, I feel like we're kind of past the point of preserving service time with him. I understand that, okay, if he figures it out, you'd like to have him for the extra year. Yep. But it's so important now that he figures it out first because yes. it doesn't matter otherwise. <laughs> and I'd like to see if he can hit a major league curveball or something yes. in the last month of the year. Now, the yeah but to that would be he tore it up two Septembers ago. He tore it up last year in the second half and then came back looking like in the beginning of the next year like he's never faced a major league pitcher before. So even if he does come up and carve it up for 30 days, are you really going to feel that good going into the season? And the answer is probably no. No, but I would. But my plan would be to call him up have him play here in September, get him to the instructional league or something like that, winter ball. I want him by next August to be tired because if he has played baseball basically year-round, he is. it's going to mean he probably played well. Yeah. So I want him I, – I think the most important thing he can do, and I don't care about service time, uh, all I care about is his future, is to get him to play as much as possible because this year has been a disaster in two areas. One – He's been terrible for, for the most part. And two, more importantly, he's been hurt. 
and you need to get him. And if you're going to say, well, but he might get hurt again, well, he's always getting hurt. The only thing I would tell him is, Byron, I never want to see you initiate contact with a wall again. I don't want you crashing into any more walls on purpose. But those haven't even been – his injuries have been – No, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying I don't want to see it because I don't, I don't want to tempt fate here. But I really think that you need to get him here on Saturday, and I think you need to get him to play as much baseball as possible because he's not lazy. This is not a question of, of, oh, my gosh, he's got all this talent at the plate and he's not showing it. This is a question of can you arrive at spring training with a coherent plan at the plate? Yeah, so if you, if you decided let's take service time out of it, and I'm sure that does factor in. They would never be able to say that because there'd be – the, the Players Association would raise hell. But if you're not doing it as a punishment, I think we agree that you don't need to punish him. Oh. You just need to, see if, you need to see if he can do it, right? I could see, they, like, they punished Brian Dozier a few years ago. They didn't call him up because they thought, you know, your, your approach isn't right. You're better than this. Uh, Buxton's tried so many different things. It's not for lack of effort. I just, if it's even perceived as a punishment or a holding back of service time, I don't know how that benefits anyone. So I, I would lean toward whatever will be will be with service time. And yes. if that means you've got to pay him a year earlier than yes. whatever, yes. I want to see if he can hit major league pitching in the last month of the season, even if it doesn't mean that much. He shouldn't go, he shouldn't go from June until April no. not having faced a major league pitcher. It should be the, the opposite. And the thing about the entire service time discussion is this. You are, you are then speculating and talking about years in which he might be selling cars. Like, you don't know. He might be a complete washout. I, I think he made enough money with that signing bonus to not sell cars, but I understand what but you're you, saying. But he might have a different job. He might be a pastor. He might be doing something else. You might be, I could hook him up at Luther Brookdale Toyota. You might be. Yeah, well, then you should do that. Because you might, we might be talking about years in which he is no longer a productive or even active baseball player. Yeah. So, so let's not be concerned about... But what if we don't have him in 2000-something? Yeah. Worry about 2018, and, and it, don't worry about 12 bleeping baseball games. He needs that experience. Uh, on, on Vikings real quick here, i I got to be honest. I was glued to the Gophers game, even the second half where they were dominating New Mexico State in a mostly meaningless game. I was, I was, I'm out on the fourth preseason game in the NFL. I didn't just, watch it's it. It's meaningless. Yeah. yeah, I didn't watch it. But reading between the lines here in the old box score, Either Chad Beebe wasn't targeted, or he's so safe that they didn't play him. He didn't play because he's hurt. Okay, or that, Sorry, I guess. <laughs> Sorry to shoot you down, uh, no, okay. but he was hurt. Okay, what was, what's the injury? I don't even know. Okay, But he, he, short didn't, week. he didn't practice, okay. and it was a short week. And I thought Mr. Play. Mankato was crowned before the game here, and nope. they said, you're too nope. valuable, we're not going to put in you fact, out there. In fact, I saw on the, uh, I believe the solo purple podcast that Matthew Collar did after last night's game, that he was actually uh, touting and or talking about the Mr. Mankato for 2018 being none other than my guy, Kyle Sloter, who oh, I did not time. pick as my quarterback, but I actually like a lot. Kyle Sloter, who uh, helped me cash in and write that down, which we'll get to at the top of the hour. Another high-efficiency performance, 11-15, 130, and a touchdown. He's looked better than Trevor Simeon in the preseason, but yeah. Trevor Simeon has started multiple years for NFL teams. But, yeah, it's... I think it's good to know if you're the Vikings that you may have a couple competent options if if you have to win defense and a backup quarterback for a month because Kirk Cousins goes down. Yep. It doesn't feel like a disaster yep. uh, behind Cousins. By the way, did you see uh, regarding Cousins that our speculation in March ended up being dead-on accurate between the two of us? Which speculation? So there, there was a 14-minute behind-the-scenes uh, piece that they streamed on the league website about Cousins' decision. So they basically started to follow him right before the free agency period opened up, mm-hmm. and it was like an inside look. Actually, not bad. Um, Where can we find this? It's on the league w- website. So and, and it's short. Has, yeah, okay. it's short. But anyway, we nailed it completely. As soon as, the, as our favorite thing, the legal tampering period started, the Jets came to him and said... Three years, ninety million guaranteed, which we talked about exactly mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. The Vikings, and we did not know this till now. The Vikings called at the same time, approximately, and said three years, seventy-five mil, so twenty-five per year, guaranteed. Okay. Cousins' agent, very fiscally responsible offer by Cousins, the Vikings. Cousins' agent called him and said, "We've got these two. And Cousins said to him, "You got to get the Vikings closer." Which is what we discussed, because our conversations at that time was how far how far could that gap be? Yeah. Because 
the the Vikings offer you an opportunity to win immediately. The Jets don't, but you also can't you also can't turn your back on that much more. I feel like we literally we literally sat there and said, if the Jets are offering we thirty did. and the Vikings are offering twenty five, we did. What would you do? And the Vikings said, you, oh. you, you said Jets, and 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 yes, I did. And then that gap. and At then that the gap. Co- and then the cousins. So the cousins can't called the Vikings back and said, this is what the Jets are doing. The Vikings called back and said 28, and they said fine. So We are the it, NFL free agency whisperers. It's unbelievable. That's exa- But, I mean, those are the <laughs> Down exact... Down to the terms. Yes. It's amazing. The conversation that we had at that time ended up being exactly what the parameters of the contracts were, including, including the fact that Cousins, as you said, did not want to play for the Jets, but he also knew fiscally... He couldn't turn his back on that big a gap in the contract offers. Which is funny because, I don't know, I, I, and Cousins is operating in a different world in terms of finances than any of us here. But if somebody offered me $25 million per year and another entity offered me $30 million per year, I, there's no difference to me. It's just, or do I want to live and I play? Think, I think, it doesn't matter. I'll, I, I think I'm good with part $5 million. Of it, I think part of that, though, from his agent's standpoint, was establishing a, a new way to negotiate with guaranteed cash in years as well. Yeah. So I think what they were trying to say is if we're going to set the market, we can't walk we can't allow the gap to be that big, but if there is just a small gap, that's fine. Can you imagine how gratifying that would be? You've worked in this profession and you've you've gotten to this point where you're you're choosing between Someone paying you seventy-five million, or someone paying you ninety million? I gotta get it. And you're grinding, in, huh? grinding into the details of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's smart. Oh, that's amazing. It's smart. Um, all right, we're gonna go to uh, intern Max for a special update when we come back here. That's probably gonna irritate Judd. And then write that down. Predictions at the top of the you guys hour. Guys are bozos. Mackie and Judd from the Minnesota State Fair. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet. On 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is sponsored by It's Just Lunch. Thank you, James, from the uh, State Fair. Mackie and Judd, which will be Mackie and Judd, actually, until 11 a.m. And uh, intern Max, who has shirked his responsibility. All right, so... I got a feeling about what we're going to hear next. But, what do you uh, think we're going to hear next? But Phil, yeah, why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you two Eldrick apologists? <laughs> and listen, oh, oh. listen. Are I we don't, that? Are, you're are not we that transparent. You you two are tough on goal for football compared to how much you love Eldrick. Okay, <laughs> so you two are the you two are PJ Fleck haters as far as I'm concerned compared to the Tiger Woods love that I have spent the last yeah. six months basically. <laughs> Being surrounded by. All right. We now officially throw it to the Tiger Woods FedEx Cup playoff <laughs> update desk with intern Max. Yeah. So, all right. Let's just let's tamper expectations here. Oh, no. All right. Oh, oh, He's oh. on his third putter of the summer, by the way. He, 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 he has switched it to his third putter. Uh, he is now with a big putt on the 16th that was a bogey putt. Oh, uh, he is now three over through. Uh, well, he started on the back, so he's through what seven holes. Wait, so so that so with three the, over with through the double seven. bogey, he's three over. Uh, so he has three bogeys on the day. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Three oh, so bogeys sank, on the day. But he, but he sank a big bogey putt. He sank a big bogey. So putt. we got momentum. Okay. Yeah, we got momentum. Okay. Uh, <laughs> iron off the tee at seventeen <laughs> is perfect. Uh, Tiger Tracker says, "Cue the cries for him to hit more irons off the tee." I'm sure it must, but the conditions <laughs> oh. must be real tough. I'm, yeah. gu- I'm guessing everyone's over par. Oh, he goes wedged to inside ten feet at number seventeen. See, we he's might back. we might begin our. Uh, he's back. We might begin- How can you two ride this emotional tiger roller coaster every weekend? It, it is emotional. I was telling somebody no, I know. else. You're you're worse, Max, than Phil. Phil's bad. <laughs> you you are worse. I, I was telling somebody. I don't know who it was. One of my buddies, but I was like, guys, I think it's getting to the point where. I get more emotional over Tiger than I get over the Vikings now. And I, 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 I used, I'm, I'm a diehard Viking fan. All right, rank them. Tiger, Vikings, girlfriend. <laughs> All right, well. Who makes you, who makes you more emotional? Well, like, like if Tiger would have ranked him. Judd rank him on 1500 Another way to phrase this would be if, 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 number three. If any of them were ripped from your life forever, well, right. how devastated right. would you be? If, if Tiger, your girlfriend, and Zim all called you up and said, Max, I'm leaving you. I want nothing to do with you. Zim's giving me a call. Yeah, which, one, which one would upset you? Rank them. 
How would they upset you from three to one? All right. Well, at number three, I'd probably go Vikings. Okay. <laughs> number two. <laughs> number two. I'm gonna go girlfriend. <laughs> Honesty, candidness from Max. He might have just cost himself a relationship. <laughs> and uh, yeah, number one, if Tiger Woods, I, I, if he, I don't know, man, I, I get emotional about that guy. I don't know what it <laughs> is. I love this. This is incredible. I'm not kidding. This is not. This is not a bit. This is not a joke. And I feel the same way. This is great. But uh, okay, so uh, moving on from that because I don't know. I might go home and. I might not have You're, a girlfriend anymore. Yeah, but, no, it's uh, okay. There's plenty of fish in the sea. But there's you'll only one tiger. There's only one tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Keegan Bradley is uh, leading. He he had a great tournament last weekend as well. Uh, he's four under right now. He's kind now. of back. Okay. So he's so Tiger's only seven. Seven off the back. Lead. Okay. He's gonna get this birdie okay. here because he put it within ten feet. And he's okay. got a new putter, so he's gonna be six back. You know, I'll tell you that when he, I believe when he won his first major, the 1997 Masters, I believe he started three over on the front nine. Yeah, actually, I believe <laughs> and finished like seventeen he under. He shot for the a tournament. forty. He shot so oh, I think that might have been a four over. Four over. Oh my God. So, what yeah. the hell is wrong with you two? Like, <laughs> Legitimately, James, I've this. It's been six months. Uh, what's wrong with us? It never ends. Uh, the ratings were up sixty nine percent at the PGA yeah. Championship. Yeah, and that, that wasn't just Max and I with our multiple devices. Okay? Yeah, no, no, that was that was real. That was real. You know, James, I'd rather have loved and lost than have never loved at all. <laughs> yeah. okay. I, I feel that. I, I really do. What are well, Let's turn it on, James. Here, what are the things that you are the most Im- irrationally, emotionally attached to? In life or in sports? In in sports, the number one for me is go for basketball because uh, oh man, the that's the a other painful, painful the other local football. sport go for football's there too, but not to the oh. level of go for basketball. The, the other ones like I'll I, I've removed myself enough from like the Vikings, the Wild, even the Timberwolves to an extent, but. The gopher, gopher basketball team will legitimately have me screaming at the television like I'm like I'm just some maniac. And and, and, la- and last year was awful. That's the one vice. They teased yeah, you last year. That's they that's you. that's definitely the biggest vice for me. Yeah, I mean, I saw some story. I can't remember. It was a national story that came out yesterday, and this hap- This has happened each of the last three years. And I and I. I might buy into it a little bit because if everyone's healthy, but it was like, hey, if Isaiah Washington can can be the point guard that you thought he was as Mr. Basketball in New York, that the Gophers could be a sneaky team to watch. And I do agree with that, but I'm also kind of done. I'm going to wait and see in full with the Gopher basketball team this time around. Do you remember a year ago when we were all excited about the Jelly Roll, the Jelly Fam? We all thought that... Now we just want to know if the poor kid can make a shot. Just make a layup. Yeah, can you just I don't, need don't you do, do anything Houdini, cute? No, no, no Houdini tricks at the rim here, okay? Just, just put the ball in the basket. If you, are, if you allow yourself to be emotionally invested in the Timberwolves or go for football, that's a total you problem now. Like, the, 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 like Tiger does make sense because you, you guys grew up w- with him to a large extent. And in his greatness, it was he's also Babe almost, Ruth. He's almost won two majors. He's led so, two majors in the, on the back nine of Sunday this summer. So... so not joking, that one at least makes sense. Right. Did he lead the PGA? No, he was like one He, off. he, he, was he one got off. to one off, but yeah. But, which is for him, you might as well have been up by three. He was four back at the start of the day. Uh, it, he was in it. But it was either him or Kepka. But if you are really deeply invested in Wolves or go for football, I almost can't help you. I mean, the Timberwolves are literally sitting over there shooting warning flares off <laughs> above Mayo Clinic Square telling you, be careful with your emotions. Be careful with your emotions. Be careful with your emotions. Watch out for emotions. Switch. Emotions. <laughs> Thanks, Tibbs. Uh, did you guys get into any of the Tom Thibodeau audio yesterday uh, on the we, Scoop podcast? Uh, we did not. We what we should or maybe we I don't know. We might have not not have time today, but um, his dodging of the Carl Anthony. Tom oh, we've stuff talked about is, this a lot. I talked about it with Doogie too. God. And I talked about it with Doogie with Manny. It, the the whole thing with the Wolves <laughs> remains baffling, and the fact now that that the national pundits have basically said, yeah, you know what? All the stuff that you guys are speculating about is right. Makes it, it makes it incredible. It, it's very hard to see a good conclusion to any of this. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So detach your emotions is the, the moral of the story. Judd, what you're saying is you don't relate with a gopher fan who's up tweeting you at 1030 at night asking you why you're not predicting them to go, feel, ten, to go 10 and 2. I feel bad for those people. 
I, I really do. I, I mean, didn't I, even look. What's the, what was the gist of your... I wrote a column saying there are, there are no expectations and enthusiasm is tepid at best, non-existent. Which you is just repurpose that from every which other is year true, of Gophers football? Which, and then I got the, that's a lazy take. It's like, but it's a true take. But anyway... It, I love how you agree it that ended. it's lazy, but it's true. <laughs> well, what are you supposed to... I can't come up with new ways to repackage potential garbage. But anyway... You could have stayed home. But anyway... No, 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 no. Last night's... Con- that was two nights ago season preview column last night annexted oh the core you can oh, always okay. write about the quarterback but the uh he also spells his first name with a k which i like zach morris did that and say by the bell <laughs> yeah if you spell your if you spell Does zach a with a k you phone? mean he may <laughs> carry around the big brick phone hey jesse what's going on um but no but i also ended that column by saying i hope it can change here i hope pj changes i think pj's got a chance to change it it's just going to yes. take some time. Those players, and I know it's just we get glimpses of these locker room when, he, when he's addressing the team and in these clips that we see, and it's like you're never going to see something that's not polished and right. awesome. They're not going to put it out. But right. those players are all in on the P.J. Fleck Kool-Aid, yeah. and, and that's all that really matters. If he's getting good players and they're buying all in, yep. those are the two most important things, and if fans think it's kind of weird and hokey, it, it really doesn't matter. So, anyways. We have an update. Oh, we have an update. Uh, first birdie of the day is down at Bang. 17. Bang. We're back to two over. Did he fist pump? Uh, probably not. Plus three fist pump. Is Tiger probably. Tracker, all he said was kapow. First birdie. Okay. <laughs> I love Tiger Tracker. All right. So he's back, he's back within uh, six strokes. <laughs> yep. Back within six strokes. All right. Write that down, predictions, and an accountability session when we come back. We also we will probably do this in the 10 o'clock hour. Kirk Cousins' brain coach spent 25 minutes on the Scoop podcast with Doogie earlier this week. If you want the full interview... You can find the scoop anywhere you would find podcasts, but 1500ESPN.com is a good place to start. We got some sound from that that we'll get to as well. Mackie and Judd from the Minnesota State Fair. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Guys, I thought we were in a hurry. On 1500 ESPN. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. 